Hi, this is Steve Bowes, and you are listening to Radical Research, a new conversation in HCM research with host Madeline Lerano on the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. This episode on the HR Happy Hour Network is made possible by Work Human, helping businesses energize cultures, drive performance, and unite workforces by creating human moments that matter. Visit www.workhuman.com. And remember to subscribe to Radical Research and all the HR Happy Hour Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Madeline Lerano. I'm the founder of Aptitude Research, and I'm thrilled to be here today with Delisa Atkinson, who is the Director of Talent Acquisition at Sports Clip. So, Delisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. I was hoping, you know, we're going to talk about conversational AI, which is a topic I know we both have lots to say about, and I'm, I'm hoping that you could share a little bit about your organization, Sports Clip, and, and tell us a little bit what recruiting's been like through this pandemic. Sure. So um, Sport Clips, we were founded about 27 years ago um, in the Austin, Texas um, area. And so we are a franchised organization where we've grown to a little over um, 1,800 locations um, today all across um, the U.S., um, plus Canada. And definitely during this pandemic, um, it was really interesting um, time for us as, um, you know, different regulations. We actually had to close down, you know, all of our stores um, across the U.S. And then um, we were gradually, you know, opening back up stores, but it really just depended on county regulations, state regulations. It was it was really interesting um, what we had to go through. And we even had, you know, one market that opened up and then they closed back down. And then we just recently opened that market back up again. So definitely a, a lot of learning as we went through this, this pandemic. And, um, you know, we're still learning as, of course, some of our clients' behaviors changed more people working from home, kids at home. So some of our clients coming in maybe a little bit earlier instead of later. Um, so we definitely had to make some adjustments and we still have to, you know, really remain flexible as um, we're unsure, you know, what the new normal is going to be. Absolutely. And it impacts, you know, talent acquisition and your efforts too, I'm sure, as you think about recruiting remotely and how you communicate all of that with, with candidates. Absolutely. So we've definitely made some changes to our process as to prior to COVID, we were more um, interviews were being held, you know, on site and face to face. And then um, since COVID, um, we've really, you know, tried to be creative and and flexible um, because, of course, you know, in our stores, we still need stylists, you know, the most important thing, we've got to have them there to to cut hair. And so we've done a lot of, of video interviewing, you know, over Zoom. You know, we've done some technical haircuts too, you know, where they're doing those over video as well. So we've really adapted as we've gone. So interesting because I've seen so many different interviews and just polls that people do about what's the thing that you're most excited about when the pandemic is over and going back to, and it's always been haircuts. And that's <laughs> exactly that's true exactly. for me. That was like I mean, the first thing I wanted to do is just, and it's yes. the first place I actually went to to get my hair. Yes. As soon as our stores open back up, you know, I'll be very honest, we were slammed, you know, especially for those couple, first couple of weeks, you know, everyone was super excited um, to get their hair cut for sure. Oh, that's great. So all the, obviously a lot has changed. You're kind of thinking about how to, to recruit in a very different environment today. And there's a lot of different solutions out there to support companies as they're going through this. So maybe you could share a little bit about conversational AI, why you considered conversational AI, what were some of those key drivers, 
And when you started to, as an organization, evaluate conversational AI as an option? Yeah. Absolutely. So um, really the main, um, you know, reason we decided to invest in it is, you know, in this, this industry, you know, our process was really very manual and, you know, as we would have applicants apply, you know, pick up the phone and, and contact them and, and conduct a phone screen. You know, there's so many places to, to get your hair cut, right? You know, probably in every shopping center, you might find one or two places and stylist, I mean, they have opportunities and something you have to be quick about, you know, on the recruiting side of things. And so for us, that was really one of the main drivers was the quickness, the 24 seven, 365 feedback, you know, interaction with our candidates to where they could get them scheduled, you know, quickly for an interview. Um, you know, if they were applying in the middle of the night and um, they could be scheduled for an interview at nine o'clock the next morning. So that's really, you know, what um, initially really engaged, you know, um, made us interested in using conversational AI. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, you know, the, that 24-7 is so important for kids, yes. especially like if somebody already has a job, they can't necessarily think about asking questions or engaging with a company until they're not in, you know, especially for someone that's cutting hair. It's like they can't, right. like, while they're working, they have to do that off hours. And sometimes that's absolutely night. So yep. you know, I think that's a huge advantage. As you think about kind of going through this process and evaluating different providers, you use Paradox. How did you learn about Paradox? How did you think about evaluating providers? It's a very crowded market from my perspective. There's lots sure. of providers out there. You know, how did you start to think about evaluating those providers? Yeah, I was actually at an ERE conference um, in California, and that's really where there were so many providers, you know, there and really where we were introduced to the concept. And so really just, you know, received the information there and started having, you know, conversations um, with the different providers. And, you know, one thing that that really stuck out, you know, with Paradox was really just their customer service right from the get-go relationship. Um, and we really felt like at the time they offered, you know, several different items um, within their their wheelhouse, you know, that was a fit for us that we just thought at the time, you know, the direction that they were going, you know, what their roadmap looked like, um, that it fit our needs best and was really able to give us what we were looking for, you know, out of the gate, that 24 seven, 365, just that instant contact, which was something that we were absolutely missing in our process. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned roadmap, and I give you so much credit to, for, for asking those questions and thinking about that, because I think it's so important when you're evaluating providers, not just for conversational AI. So maybe you could talk a little bit about some of the use cases for conversational AI that, that you're thinking about, and then maybe anything in the future. I know there's a yeah. lot of demand for onboarding and employee experience, but how are you sure. using yeah, so whenever we um, started using pro uh, Paradox, you know, in, in their products, uh, we started using a couple of the different um, things that they provided. And, you know, over um, time, we've been using them a little bit more than two years at this point. So now they have like outbound marketing. Outbound, an outbound feature is just huge for us. You know, it really gives us the opportunity to, to text or um, email potential candidates where we can download, you know, a list and um, reach out quickly to big, you know, a, a big number of candidates, right, all at the same time. And so that was one thing that we were really um, interested in, you know, at first, and it was on their roadmap is that ability to do some texting, email, and do it in bulk. 
Um, so that's, that's been one thing that we're really excited about right now and using, you know, more and more. And then also to through um, the system as well, you know, referrals are huge in this industry, you know, a stylist, no stylist. And so we did have a referral program that I would say too was a little bit more manual. Um, but one thing that was really attractive um, to us as well, um, and this is where we're kind of kind of going as an organization and making sure the organization is really familiar with um, the abilities out there for um, referrals is that it makes it so easy for a stylist. You know, we give them a phone number, they, you know, enter their information and Paradox automatically reaches out to the referral and say, hey, think you might be a good fit for this position. You were referred. Would you like to know more? And that's a great way to, for us to get in front of those referrals and get in front of them um, quickly. That's so interesting. I think the referrals is such a great example of a use case people don't think about. And, you know, referrals are the great, it's, you know, considered the best source of hire, yet it it becomes so complicated with companies because employees either just don't know how to give those referrals, they don't understand. Yes. Example. Yeah, we love it. I mean, like, again, it's so easy, you know, for everyone to use and just, you know, just really getting people to um, embrace it and familiar with it. You know, that's just the biggest thing. So. Oh, that's great. So it's interesting to me because so much of what you're talking about is more like of a human aspect with engaging with candidates and making it really easy for employees to provide referrals and, and to stay engaged. And I think the perception around chatbots, if you will, is that they don't provide that experience, that it just becomes this robot that's answering canned questions with, with candidates and takes away from that human aspect of talent acquisition. Um, how did you have to work to either educate, you know, your employees on conversational AI or kind of get around that perception of chatbots versus conversational AI? Yeah, sure. So um, it's really interesting too. you know, what we found too is our candidates are interacting. Um, we call her Kinsey because um, you have the ability to, to name um, your chatbot, you know, if you will. And so her name is Kenzie. And um, what we found, we have so many candidates that tell her thank you, you know, at the end of the conversation. And so, you know, while we might have that, that pers- perspective, um, really our candidates, they have no idea, you know, they really do think that they're interacting um, with a, you know, live human being, you know, at the time. And so for us to Yes, it, it, you know, it can be perceived as taking away some of that human interaction, but in all honesty, it's just really helping with one step of the process, just the scheduling piece, because there we're still having the phone screen conversations with our candidates, we're still doing the interviews with our candidates, so it's really just taken away that phone tag um, that we generally see. So, you know, prior to having um, Paradox, we would, you know, call, text, email our candidates, um, you know, try to get to them, you know, all three um, ways. And this just really eliminated that to where they could schedule, you know, whenever they were available. Um, and especially too, you know, we've got recruiters, you're on the phone, you know, trying to connect with these candidates, you know, quickly. And so you don't have to worry about, you know, leaving voicemails and, and really just that, that back and forth. Yeah, and it's frustrating for candidates too, right? Because they're playing right. and they and by the time you do have that human interaction, then they're frustrated. And right. it's it's a different experience. So I, I see the same thing. It's you know, you're you're able to eliminate all that frustration and really enhance the human interaction. 
Yes, um, absolutely. So I think that's and then great. too, you know, within the platform too, you have the ability to customize, you know, so for us and being a franchised organization, that's something that's really important as well. You know, whenever we first started, you know, we taught her, I think 400 and something questions. And then as we've gone, we've had the ability to customize. And so our um, team leaders, which are our owners, um, they have the ability to, to customize by store. So they can put in there, you know, if a candidate was to ask, what's your pay? What's your benefits? What are your hours? It will give them specific answers to that store instead of something generic. So I think that really helps too, you know, in the interaction and feeling like it's, it is more real. Um, it's, it's very specific tied to, you know, all 1800 um, plus locations that we have. Yeah, and questions that are really basic that sometimes can feel scary to ask a person get, can get answered very quickly. Absolutely. And we, we really customized those questions um, because we found early on those were some of the top questions that our candidates were asking our potential applicants. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we were specific as possible for them. So Delisa, you've invested in conversational AI and you've obviously seen a lot of different use cases for it. What are some of the benefits that, that you've seen at Sports Clips in, in terms of you know, just efficiency and, and the overall experience? Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to being able to be available any time of the day, you know, when a recruiter or a team leader or anyone within the organization isn't available at that moment to interact with candidates, that's been huge, you know, to, to get them um, scheduled for an interview um, as quickly as possible. And then I think, too, what's really helped us to, again, you know, it's really um, helping us with the um, referral program. And it's over time, I mean, Paradox has added um, more and more, you know, different features. And so I do think, you know, too, to your point, kind of in the future, I mean, who knows? Onboarding or more to do with um, employee experience. It's just been a great tool for us, you know, um, so far. And it was really our, our first step, you know, into the technology space, you know, if you will, um, on the recruitment side. So it's kind of our, our test, you know, to see um, how it went. And, you know, like I said, when we first started out, just really using the product for the one side of things, you know, we've definitely found um, it's definitely a benefit um, by using other pieces that they have the potential to offer. So we're excited to see, you know, I know they've got um, various things on their roadmap, how we might be able to use Paradox in the future in different ways than what we're using her today. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to, to think about this market because I think there are so, so many possibilities uh, to think about using conversational AI. So can I ask you a question before we kind of wrap up with some recommendations? So Kenzie is the, the name of uh, your conversational AI and how you use yes. it. How do, I'm so curious how companies go through that process of picking the yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, people vote on it. That's a really good question. So um, we actually, several of us kind of sat together whenever uh, we're like, okay, we got to come up with a name, you know, trying to decide. And we were trying to even come up with words that were related to recruiting or talent acquisition and use that as what we wanted, wanted to potentially name her or, you know, it, I mean, we just or racking our brains, you know, really trying to think about and what made the most sense and, you know, maybe what was relatable to sport clips. And so how we ended up naming her, um, she's actually named Kenzie because our, um, our CEO of the company now, Edward, Kenzie was his first born, Mackenzie. And so we decided to name her Kenzie. Um, so it's a family name and, you know, sport clips is a family company. And so uh, that's how we came up with um, what we wanted to name her. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> so she really is a real person. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's excellent. That's a great story. This is, this is awesome. And I think this is really going to help companies as they think through conversational AI and, and understand your experience. What would be some recommendations you'd leave for companies that are just going through this process now as they think about conversational AI? Sure. So um, a couple of things, you know, as you're evaluating, I would really, again, just really look at, you know, the roadmap. And I would say too, just kind of be, be open, you know, because we really had no idea, you know, where this was, was going to go. And again, it was, you know, brand new to us. So really be forward thinking um, as you're, as you're going through it and, and see what, um, you know, the possibilities are, or, you know, even if they offer um, several products, you know, maybe you just want to try one, maybe you want to try all four, you know, whatever's offered, what makes sense for your organization. And then also, I think we were kind of one of the first ones to, you know, in the franchise phase too. So um, that was one thing that was really fun too and um, exciting. And now, you know, I talk to um, potential, you know, other potential customers of theirs too, just to ask about the experience. And so I would say that's something as well, you know, depending on um, who you're looking at is to, you know, have conversations with some of their current, you know, clients or customers just to see what their experience has been. And I'll tell you, I mean, the, the customer service piece and the ability to customize that was huge for us. I can get an answer pretty much same day on anything that I need. Paradox has really been a true partner of ours. And, um, you know, if there's ever any time, any issues or ideas or anything that we have, you know, we're definitely able to collaborate on that. But I would say, you know, really think about it, you know, embrace the technology and the idea of it and just really look at, you know, your organization and what they're doing today. And um, what do you want to do different? You know, just really think about that and, um, you know, be open to um, some new ideas and kind of moving ahead, you know, because definitely this is something that is up and coming. And um, a lot of companies now are really um, using this. And, and clearly, you know, it's effective if so many people are using it. Yeah, it's, it's great advice. And I think it's a different way of thinking about technology, right? It's not just the capabilities. Yeah. And it's not just looking at, you know, what the functionality is. It's thinking about that partnership that you talk about. The this piece, it's the roadmap. It's, are they going to be there for you as, as you go through change? And this year has been a testament. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Delisa. This has been so great. It's been wonderful catching up with you and, and learning more about Sport Clips and, and everything that, that you've been going through in, in conversational AI. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Madeline.